0: Today's edition of the podcast is brought to you by Coach Me Plus. Coach Me Plus is the leader in athlete management software and a product that I've been lucky enough to be using for a little over a year now. Only rivaled by the impeccable customer service that Kevin and his staff provides, Coach Me Plus's ability to constantly be amoeba-like in their ability to mold and, and matriculate what you're trying to get across and bring together is is absolutely fantastic their constant pursuit of better ways and better methods and, and innovations and progress to their own product is absolutely fantastic go over to coachmeplus.com check out what they got guys it's uh it's something that i guarantee you won't be disappointed with hello and welcome to the podcast Today, guys, we're going to throw it back a little bit to you and give you something a little different. We are going to bring back from the 2015 edition of the seminar, the introduction talks uh, of both Landon Evans and Jim Snyder. And along with that, we are going to offer you a 20% discount code at the link that we are going to post below in iTunes, Podomatic, and YouTube, as well as on the site. Um, Click the link below, use the discount code, and you can get 20% off the talk. These 2015 introductions are really what sparked the seminar, so I hope you guys still enjoy the talks as much as I did and as much as I do still today let's get right to them. What is exciting you about what's going on at the University of Iowa? Uh, well,
1: first, I just want to thank you for asking me to come back again. Um, you know every time I, I, you know I think this will be the fourth time there um, you know, always coming back, just more motivated. Um, usually around this time, you start to feel like you know you're you're doing the same thing over and over and over a little bit. Um, um, you know, there's some times of monotony, which is fine, uh, but um, then you start to interact and you start to hear people speak, and then you know the after speaking engagements and whatnot. Um, it's a great time. So, um, thank you. Um, so exciting um well i mean if if there wasn't anything exciting going on i mean it would be a pretty sad job though huh um so you know i think probably in three areas um if you want to talk about the athletic department um the athletic department in the last uh two and a half three years there's been the same kind of brewing in the background and we've we've been slowly forming this sports performance group and the Sports Performance Group is really um, a group of individuals that are really just trying to break down barriers and really just break away from this siloed approach of doing things and just trying to get just more integrated. So we've been having a lot of good backing from the athletic department. Um, but, you know, really, it's, it's really tricky because there's many teams that we're trying to influence. Um, you know, within all those teams, there's many different coaches from many different perspectives. Um, but you know, like fundamentally, um, we're, the group is just trying to come together and allow that we have the same language and we're believing in the training process together. Um, but again, it's a big task, um, in our eyes, but in our eyes, we, there is no other option. Um, so, I mean, this is how we have to do things. It's not, um, let's see how it works here and here. Um, it's just, we have to commit. You know, to all teams. Um, so, I mean, as a department, I mean, we could probably definitely sit back and just maintain our status quo roles within, say, strength and conditioning, um, or we can break away from, you know, the models that are essentially driving a lot of the problems that we face today, um, and just step up and. Know, find a more fulfilling reason about maybe really like why we're doing what we're doing, and we feel more integrated. Everyone is important, everyone has equal say, and at the end of the day, the success is from many, it's not just one. So, um, just getting really, I think, too, just the support people, um, athletic training, nutrition, psych, strength coaches, etc. anyone that's a part of that academics, really feeling integrated within um, the success of both the health, the academic success, and then hopefully then the sporting success too. Um, one of the things that we're, 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 doing quite a bit of, um, is, hasn't really started, but we're doing a lot of work on the back end is coming up with ways how we can educate everyone. Um, you know, this is a big monster, especially if you look even into the educational fields, um, there's many different learning styles so one we have to appreciate that Um, but we have to really appreciate everyone's background Um, you know I wasn't in attendance but I, I believe Meg Stone gave a presentation about sports science strength and conditioning at an NSCA conference and I think there was a a a slide that showcased, and you know, I don't know what it was representing, but really it was sport coaches and their respective academic backgrounds. And then on on the right hand side, you had strength and conditioning and their respective backgrounds. Um, So, I mean, with the sport coaches, there was a there was a vast difference. There was a ton of things going on, and then on the strength and conditioning side, and even you know, we could even say within sports nutrition, sports psych, athletic training, uh, physical therapy. It's all within these human sciences. Um, so, you know, that's a that's a very interesting challenge. So, um, you know, when I was young, we'd really try to educate from uh, this is how it has to be. Um, and That doesn't really go that far. So, you know, we have to be very strategic with how we do it. We have to be very non-threatening with how we do it. And we just need to just create... Um, a good medium so we can have some good dialogue just back and forth because um, again we come from different just types of fabric so you know it has to be appreciated and we must work you know to fuse this stuff together um, so that's that's kind of the big thing um, within the athletic department kind of globally um, the exciting part about the, our strength and conditioning uh, department is well, I mean, it's a phenomenal place to work. Um, I'm not going to be at the CC at the CSCCA, but if you are, please go and see the staff's presentation on empowering the intern. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that have intern programs. Um, you know, some um, are doing a lot, and some maybe not uh, doing a lot. But um, the the envisionment of of our intern program is really spearheaded by by Bill Maxwell and then our intern coordinator uh, Gabriella Quiggle, and they do a phenomenal job on ensuring that we are really empowering our interns and really in allowing them to be different it's completely okay we want them to be doing. we want you to kinda of find your own path and um, you know fundamentally their only objective really there really is to learn right um you know yes they have to do you know you know some cleaning here and there but um you know they are a part of our system they're kind of organically built in um and you know the uh, the presentation is about how we kind of go about that so um, so that's pretty exciting so again if you're at the at the cscca in nashville this year please stop by Afterwards, um, say hello to everyone if you could. Um, they would really appreciate that. Um, gosh, what else? Um, I mean, we're finding, I mean, this is the end close of our spring semester. So we have the summer coming up. So this is always the time of going, what did we do well as a department? What did we not do well? And so it's really a year debrief of starting to think about all these things and what do we need to do to improve? What do we need to do within ourselves as a department? What do we need to do individually, but then what do we need to do to help enable our entire athletic department to succeed more? Um, so we're continually just working on those things. Um, what else track and field? So I'm the strength coach for the entire track and field program. Um, this year's been great. I mean, there's been a lot of changes, actually. So we have a new director. Um, he was our uh, the men's sprint coach as well. So then he got promoted up into the director. And then we have two new coaches, our throws, and then our mid-distance coach. Um, so that has been very interesting since I've been with track ever since I've been here, since August of 12. So um, really helping a uh, Coach Woody out with his new roles and responsibilities and things that he hasn't maybe dealt with before, um, learning two other coaches kind of philosophies and having them get integrated into what we feel is a pretty neat, um, situation with how we work. Um, and I think probably with the two new ones is, is, um, learning to work with a strength coach that's, um, much different, I think, um, sees track for what it is and, and not, um, having a big bias within sh- strength and conditioning um, so um, understanding um, the programming um, load management et cetera so you know that's been fun that's been fun kind of going through that process with them um, so the kids that um, were supposed to do well are doing really well I mean um, um, outcomes have been pretty successful this year both on men's and women's side um, you know i'm not too big on stats or anything in terms of, you know, where would we sit within the big 10, um, based off of our, our best performances. Cause at the end of the day, when it comes down to uh, a conference championship, it's a matter of what do we do that day, you know, from a collective standpoint, but, um, our results across both men and women are, are up there. Um, so we're doing, you know, some things well, um, so we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Um, Big 10s is in a couple of weeks, and then uh, two weeks after we have nat- uh, regionals, and then hopefully we're afforded the opportunity to have a number of our student-athletes go on to nationals. So, awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where the excitement is right now.
0: So let's backtrack a little bit. You talked about how you guys are going through sort of an evaluatory period for both you know, individually and holistically. Uh, since this is probably something a lot of people are doing right now, let's, let's touch on that. Let's see, you know, put us in the meeting room, tell us how that goes, where things are looking and and how that process is run. I'm assuming by coach Maxwell.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, coach Maxwell, he gives a lot of, a lot of us just autonomy to kind of run with things too. Um, I mean, he has expectations, but he wants us to identify problems quickly and find solutions um i mean he doesn't hold us down um in that regard um gosh in, you know in terms of what what is being said um you again it's just it, it's just furthering this integration idea and um getting much more comfortable with it um because Maybe some coaches are, are, are not as much um, about maybe having a strength coach, maybe discussing quite a bit about their own training load, um, management, how they sequence things, how they, um, you know, just simply how they pick drills, you know, having those conversations. Um, but then that means that all of us, including, say, athletic trainers as well, um, you know, we have to be really educated with Um, a lot of these aspects within the training and coaching theories and draw from our experiences, draw on their experiences and then coming up with, you know, hopefully a better intervention. Um, And then with that intervention and sharing with them, what would, um, well, first and foremost, having just better discussions and more productive uh, discussions about um, how do we get integrated from our assessment? You know, how do we build profiles? And then based off that um you know how are we going to then build our training together how are we going to build therapy within how are we going to develop regeneration recovery elements together Um, and not just in these siloed areas Um, and then what is our monitoring and evaluation set up for these respective teams or just individuals Um, so and then educating along the way about again if whatever goes up or down, whatever metrics, what they mean, how do we respond? Um, And then with that is setting up, I think probably one of the most challenging pieces is the communication line, you know, between it all. When are we going to be meeting? When are we going to be talking? How do we do this? Um, So, you know, I'm going to share quite a bit of that um, in, in Virginia this year um, because we have a pretty neat setup. I mean, we, Within track and field, we have to clean it up even more. Um, but, you know, that's a, been a pretty big piece about how do we keep all of these people engaged on to this athlete-centered approach because um, that can get very tricky. Um, so those things, um, you know, continuing going, okay, wh- where do we go now with our internship program? Um, because, again, we rely quite a bit on our interns. And I say that because it's not about cleaning up things. It's about actively getting better because they are a part of our program and when they go out into the field, we really generally want them to be very successful and provide a good product to whatever student athletes, whatever um, you know, clientele or whoever they're going to be working with. Um, that's very important to us. Um, So, But then working with this athlete-centered approach, especially, say, within track and field, um, I would be absolutely lost without the interns um, because I'm flying around. And if you, would say, walk in, and I invite anyone to come over, but if you walk in during, say, when there's throwers in there, when there's women's sprints, when you have some guys mid-distance, yeah, those are some different teams, if you will, but then there's all these individual elements that are changing about, you know, what are like the meets coming up what are the respective things happening within that day of training maybe if they were being assessed on tmg or a mega wave how did we adjust for that day Um, and there's a lot of chaos going on uh, but that's to me that's uh, what we have to do and so a lot of these other things that are kind of like globally just making sure that things are being executed well etc etc we're all actively coaching but there's sometimes where I have to zoom in onto a kid and really kind of have maybe a heart-to-heart or I have to uh, be adjusting quite a bit um, based off what I'm seeing already. And then there's maybe 15, 20 other kids that are that are operating as well. So, um, sometimes my eye can't see everything. So, I rely quite a bit on them. Um, gosh, what else? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, those are probably, probably the biggest things um, besides um, making our own staff meetings more productive. Um, you know, we think that we do a pretty good job on that because we meet a a weekly, um, every Wednesday. Um, but, uh, and and probably just expanding more on our own department wide education just within, just internally. Um, we, we started that more. Um, it's more or less just, um, strength coach education, if you will, like, if you'd want to call it that, where Bill Maxwell is presenting to us and then we're just jamming back and forth. Lindsey Dickelman's doing the same thing. Myself, etc., etc. et cetera. Et cetera. Um, so um, we all enjoyed that. So I think that we'll probably continue on that quite a bit more. Um, yeah, so that's probably in a nutshell kind of like what's going on from our side. Um, from a debriefing thing within, say, track and field, I'm already writing up i already have pages of things that i think that we've been doing well things that i don't think that we're doing well um because there's no systems that you know that's perfect by any means but it's what's nice though especially within track is you know we have a good relationship where i can be brutally honest and they're going okay like how do we solve this problem um so once we then have identified all of our problems then Hopefully, you know, by the summertime and whatnot, we have enough time where we can um, regroup, we can find solutions, go through the solutions. And so then when, you know, our, our um, when August kind of rolls around, then we'll be ready to rock and roll again. So it's just an evolution. So
0: No, that's awesome. And I think that really the, the model that you guys are putting together that we've talked about quite a bit, um, is really going to take some people and have them take a step back and look at how inclusive a department actually can be because there are so many people that look at it, and it's just, you know, uh, it's it's like a square with four squares. You know, I'm not going to step out and uh, even consider what's going on in academia, and academia is not even going to care what's going on in sports medicine, <laughs> and sports medicine is not really worried about what's going on in strength and conditioning and it's, you know, we're not going to fight and figure out what's going on in, in the sport practice. So the fact that you guys are able to include everybody and, and you know, have Again, everybody. like we're trying, like well, we're yeah. trying, right? Yeah. Like,
1: um, like no program here has it perfect at all. Um, but again, we know that we're moving there mm-hmm. and, Some teams are more ahead, you know, than others, um, you know, for many reasons. Um, But, you know, we're really, yeah, again, you know, a lot of programs may have this multidisciplinary approach, but they're not interdisciplinary at all. Um, So, and at the end of the day, when we look at, say, injury prevention, we look at success of just wins and losses, when we look at PRs, when we look at, um, say, academic status and health, um, you know, it's a function of all. So um, it gets very complicated. It gets, you know, at times there's, there's heated conversations um, because maybe someone screwed up. Maybe I screwed up. Um, but getting to a point where our team is really close and someone can tell me that I'm wrong. And you know what? Like, because I know about kind of uh, the closeness of the group and how integrated we are, um, you fix it pretty quick so um because again you appreciate your your um you kind of like your hierarchy within the success of the student athlete Mm -hmm. you know so you're just not just a strength coach so
0: now in the athlete-centered approach that you're using i could see it being i don't know if easier would be the word in a, a track and field setting because it's so individual versus like softball or a basketball team where the whole is equal to the sum of the parts. Has there been more complications or ways that this has been different utilized when it's utilized in a, again, it's the wrong word, but in a team sport?
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, you know, a team sport is is, is, a, is a combination of many individuals uh, but then now you have the team based principles as well um, so you know the conversations are generally the same say for instance within softball you know if you would have um, let's just say practice okay um, because we're assuming that when they get to their, their respective field of play for a competition you're putting out a really good product a very ready product um, But, you know, obviously that's, that's harder because now you've just multiplied things out. So it's exponentially harder to ensure that everyone is showing up when it matters. Everyone, a part of the team, especially, you know, so someone like, you know, like basketballs and, you know, like whatnot. Um, But, you know, how you say go about practice, um, Again, this has been probably elaborated by many other coaches that are probably doing this with say um, say um, soccer, if you will um, but you know even within some of the football programs as well um, where if you have a script of generally what you're doing and you have some categories of of the types of loads, what types of orthopedic demands um energetic demands, et cetera, et cetera about what these all do, and if you have some sort of a barometer to give you an indication about what is ready what isn't ready um, then you just start scaling these pieces back and a good friend of mine Carl Valley you know says it I think pretty well He goes, you know what you know with all the things that we have available to us um, you know we can't really break down doing five sets of five versus say four sets of five you know so you have your plan A and this plan A is what you've had on paper this is what you are expecting to happen and then never anything more than that um and then then plan b would be then um just some sort of a derivative of that so then that is you know a volume adjustment that's maybe drill adjustments that's maybe um whatever it is um uh, rest interval you, you know just like uh like whatever adjustments that you um, do and then maybe then you have plan c and plan c is maybe uh Um, removal from a practice, active recovery. um, And then maybe it's just, you know, they just need some time. So maybe they're just actively there. They're um, writing down, um, you know, maybe they're helping out a manager or something like that, you know, for that session, but they're still maybe actively involved, you know, to some degree. Um, And that's, you know, honestly, you know, like when we talk, especially, you know, with even just our individual athletes, you know, we talk about, you know, being in a band, and, you know, we want our athletes, you know, to be working within this band. Like, this is, this is our acceptable band. And if if athletes are outside of this band, we need to then appreciate where are we in our competition, um, you know, year. Are we in a preparation period? Are we in a competition period? Are we in a transition period? Um, and so maybe if we're in um, a preparation period in our general phase... Um, if they start maybe going outside this ban a little bit, maybe that's going to be okay. Like we don't know yet. Um, but especially once it starts coming down into this competition period, um, especially for sports where every single game matters, like basketball, everything matters, um, because you need to say win X amount of games to whatever, you know, Within track and field, not really. I mean, yeah, sure, you need to maybe qualify for regionals within a meet or something. But at the end of the day, in our in our world, um, the only thing that really really matters is say Big Ten's. Um, mm. So, um, but you know, those are all um, all the kind of the same discussions. But it's it, it's taking maybe the days like the many days before a competition, and Really, just trying to like if we have a big scatter of where all these kids are at, we're really just trying to then bring them down into this funnel. So, ultimately, you know, just the days before we have a, a more ready product before, like when it matters. Um, so, it, again, I think most of the team coaches are pretty receptive to this idea, but more so, it's about ha- allowing them to understand what maybe all their drills and activities and how they sequence maybe a practice out. And then with all the things that we're doing and then identify the targets that we're trying to go after. But then if we have these monitoring pieces in place, what are the things within our practice script that we can easily, quickly modify? Because at the end of the day, we don't want our, our sport coaches be looking at their script and be going, okay, this athlete, I need to do this and this and this. And okay, now how do I logistically do this? Like, we need to create easier systems for them to um, make action quick. Um, So that's a big, big, um, big step. Um, That takes a lot of time. Um, Because on the track, it's relatively pretty easy Um, within a team sport. A lot of moving parts. So, But but again, um, if you believe in that thinking, then it's just what has to be done.
0: So... That's, that's absolutely awesome. I could see that being a, uh, an extremely daunting task. I mean, that is kind of the direction that a lot of the you know, football teams are going now and just with the vast array of different positions. And as and we both know, a drill that people may think is intensive may not be as intensive as the ones that they think are, you know, the stuff that they should be doing the day before a game yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah
1: yeah yeah and then just like this word intensity, I mean, just as simple as it may be to maybe like say you and I, um that may have a completely different definitional meaning to a sport coach, so um, without saying no, this is this is what it is, we need to go, okay, let's sit back, um, I'm not yelling, I'm not telling you that you're wrong, it's just um this is maybe what we're thinking about when we say intensive but what type of intensive so um really bringing them along with this uh, because we have to value their perspective and then just their know-how within managing their players um you know the game the the technical pieces the tactical pieces so um you know again we are support staff um Mm -hmm. so we need to support them as much as we possibly can and some people don't like that because they're like oh well i don't get paid enough to do this this in a sense like okay well um that's fine. So just, um, just understand. I think that most people are probably going towards this direction because um, you look at any successful business. This is it's just how they operate too. So you know why does it have to be different within the sport? Right. So,
0: but at, at the same time too, as you said, we are just support staff. So I think the place that people kind of get um, get hung up on would be the absoluteness of all of these things. You know, looking and saying, well, readiness says you can only do X. So if you cross the Great Seal, then all of a sudden the building collapses. Or, you know, I'm telling you, you can't do this, so you can't do this. I mean, it's just, again, at the end of the day, information is just information that's trying to help guide someone towards a decision. And it's not something that ever is going to be the end-all, be-all in any sort of these decision-making processes.
1: But before you play your cards, if you can have as much information as possible before you play your cards, then, you know, we're just trying to increase the probability that we're going to make a right decision. That's all we're trying to do. Exactly. So.
0: Yes. And we're just trying to help But that's like
1: the whole thing with Omega Wave with with GPS, with questionnaires. I mean, it's just all providing some insight. Any time where we think that we're going to have some sort of 100% predictive model
0: is insane. Oh, and it's it's funny. So we were talking this week about, you know, just looking back on the season, we found that when certain things were certain ways, we only won 32% of the time. Yeah. And when they were the opposite, we won 72% of the time. So the immediate reaction that everybody has when they see this is, holy mackerel, it, never, it better never be this way. Sure. And it's like, guys, hey, hold on. We still won, when we did this. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's over here doesn't mean Chicken Little's right. It just means right. maybe it's not, to, you know, if we're playing – for the A-10 championship the next day, maybe that's not what we want to do. You know? No, I mean, of course, one season, I mean, an end of 30 isn't anything that's going to be like, woohoo. Um, but it was, it's, it's interesting how people, they kind of like to look at this and then all of a sudden allow it to be the second coming. You know, almost a, like a deity, if you may, you know, these... His numbers don't lie. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that when Jordan scored 64 in the garden and he had a 106-degree fever, probably wouldn't have great readiness readings that day. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, you know?
1: Absolutely. When it's game time, you're still going to go. Yeah. Unless, unless there's some big medical probably reason. Yeah. You, know? like, but, you yeah. broke your leg. Yeah, but as you know, after Jordan did that, there was a big
0: cost. Oh yeah, big
1: cost. I mean, but you know, can't do we have enough time to pay it back?
0: Exactly. So, yeah. exactly. Landon, this has been absolutely awesome, man. The glimpse into what you guys are doing there, and kind of the preview for what your talk is going to be. Uh, <laughs> really excited, dude. Really excited, and I, I know from our talks that uh, that this is really some game changing stuff that people need to take a step back and look at themselves intrinsically as a department and a staff and understand that there are better ways for everyone to work together. Now, it's just a model that you guys have that's beginning to work well for you, but there are ways to manipulate and interpret and bring that into other people's settings. It's really going to be a a mind opening experience for those that are able to sit down and take an ad.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. thank you. That sounds like it's going to be an amazing talk. Um, <laughs> so, so I better show up.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, get on the plane. Yeah, I mean, because,
1: you know, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, with the time afforded to talk, it's, just, it, it, it's really just to share the workflow and to share how, um, especially with track and field, um, how we talk, how we communicate, um, how we write things together, um, how we monitor, um, and just being very honest about it. Um, Because then one, there's, I think, too many things that are going on where people get sucked into maybe these ideas and concepts. And they get really overwhelmed and going, gosh, are people really doing all of what they're saying? And honestly, a lot of the times they're not. So, um, you know, I want to be very, very, very honest with what I'm going to provide because then if people then have the sense of, gosh, you know what, like I could probably do 60% of that. Then my selfish of me wants them to kind of go out and let this thing grow and then share what are they doing? Because the one thing about presenting for me, it's about connecting with people and really just getting back. Um, what are they doing maybe with any of the little bits and pieces that I have shared that have maybe helped them out? Um, because, as you know, I'm a selfish, selfish man when it comes to info. So, um, you know, hopefully I spark um, um a couple of people to kind of do some things and, um, I just want to just hear back from them later. So, and then most importantly, I want to jam outside of the presentation because that is a phenomenal time, especially, especially in Virginia. Yeah. So and, yeah, uh, I look forward to doing it.
0: We're setting it up for it, man. It's going to be great Good. sitting out there afterwards, just sitting out there by the lake, talking, hanging out, cooking out there, having a few drinks, nothing better. Yeah. Starting to let information flow. I appreciate go. you taking the time out this afternoon, yeah, man. Yeah, absolute Jay. And All right, man. Talk soon, brother.
1: Okay. All right, bye bye.
0: And a huge thank you to today's guest, University of Iowa's Landon Evans. Awesome talk, guys. Really excited to hear what he's got to say at the 2015 seminar. Really, really fascinating. You know, when you're able to get an in-depth look at what people are doing and how they're actually building their program and, and evolving as the time goes forward. You know, to what we're looking at more as Kind of the wave of the future is this athlete-centered approach and bringing everyone together to work as one unit for the student-athlete. It it really is fascinating. I I hope you guys enjoyed the talk and are as excited to see Landon here in July as we are. And as always, guys, any comments, thoughts, questions, please leave them below. If it helped you out, if you really enjoyed it, please share it. Tweet it out, throw it up on Facebook, whatever it may be. We're just trying to spread the word trying to get good information out there from good coaches, and we hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you very much for your time, guys. Hope you enjoyed the talk, and we look forward to speaking with you again soon.